Emotionally, it is easy to dismiss the work of Dr. Anna Maria Mielchia, for it is very disturbing, but her work is shown through scientific testing and backed up by government and NGO documentation. And the evidence shows that humanity has already been infected with cutting edge surveillance nanotechnology. This is a follow-up to my last report on Dr. Mielchia's hydrogel research. New research shows that those who received the COVID shots emit a fluorescent orange glow in their faces that is visible under a UV light of 365 nanometers. And those who have been exposed to shedding emit this glow around their nose. After his wife was coerced into getting the COVID shot, PhD Justin Coy began his own research. He found that the more shots a person received, the more they glowed under UV light. The glow can be seen initially around the nose and over time spreads throughout the entire face and into the neck. After a hot shower, filaments are expelled through the skin of the vaxxed. And these filaments also emit a glow under UV light. These filaments not only glow, but they have been shown to move on their own in spastic movements. And they are also attracted to people in videos, they can be seen trying to latch onto a finger. And when a person who has received the shot has dry skin, these expelled filaments will become airborne. This could explain how shedding occurs from the vaxxed to the unvaxxed. The Pfizer trial document stated that an unvaxxed individual in close proximity to someone who's been vaxxed can be infected by inhalation and skin contact. In 2008, a biological nanotechnology pesticide designed to kill the brown moth in the state of California was deployed and appears to have included the same sort of fluorescent invisible micro dye that we see in the scientific research. Dr. Hildegard Staninger tested individuals exposed to this nanotech pesticide and found that a glow could be detected in their eyes under UV light. Dr. Staninger called this the eye of Horus effect due to its similar appearance and claimed it was due to the use of fluorescent thiocyanate in the pesticide, which according to the literature would have been used to track the effectiveness of the dispersal. The idea has been around for decades. The Institute for National Security Studies, Non-Lethal Weapons, Terms and References, published in 1997, discusses an invisible infrared dye which is visible under UV light so that rioters can be later identified. Justin Coy points out how the genetic code for luciferase, a bioluminescent enzyme found in nature, is included in the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines, along with SV40, which could theoretically allow the luciferase to be written into the genetics of the recipient. Coy proposes that this could be what is causing the vaxxed to glow under UV light. The TRACE Act, HR 6666, COVID-19 Testing, Research and Contacting Everyone Act, was introduced in May of 2020. The bill authorizes the Centers for Disease Control to contact, trace and monitor the population. In late 2020 and early 2021, people all over the world started noticing purple streetlights, which is the color of UV light. The quantum dot tattoo research funded by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation provided a way of detecting whether or not a person was vaccinated by including fluorescent medical information in the vaccines.
invisible near-infrared tattoos that would imprint beneath the skin to later be read by customized smartphones. In the scientific literature on quantum dot research, these fluorescent medical information tattoos have a similar appearance to the faces of those infected by the vax under UV light. You may or may not believe in biblical prophecy, but it seems clear that the ones running this diabolical program are using it as their playbook. From Revelation 13, and the second beast required all people small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. But never forget, we still have free will. Greg Reese reporting. Unless you've been living under a rock, you've heard how amazing turmeric is for inflammation, for your joints, your bones, your blood, your organs, your mind, everything. Well, we have Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. No one that we know of has it even above 85%. This is the strongest formula on the market and it's way lower price than some of the top brands out there that are 75%, 80% humanoid. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is amazing. You're missing out if you don't try it. It's discounted right now, 40% off InfoWarsTore.com, and it funds the InfoWar, a total 360 win. You owe it to yourself to try Bodies. I know you'll be amazed. Get yours right now at InfoWarsTore.com or call toll-free 888-253-3139. Bodies, 95% humanoid extract will absolutely blow you away. All you got to do is try it. Get yours now. Infowarsstore.com. It's Tuesday, February 20th in the year of 2024. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I am your host, Harrison Smith. Okay, three, two, one. Big day today. A lot of videos uh, to go to, lots of stories to cover, lots of insanity across the globe. And in the second hour, we'll go ahead and premiere the newest pitch meeting, the climate change pitch meeting. And we'll follow that up by going through a collection of headlines about climate change and just how insane the whole thing has gotten. So stay tuned for that. But let's begin today, as we do every day, with our Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Tuesday, the 20th of February, 2024. From Daily Mail, large COVID vaccines, largest COVID vaccine study ever, finds shots are linked to small increased risk of neurological blood and heart disorders, but they're still extremely rare. It's extremely rare. Of course, no matter how rare it is, when you inject a billion people, you're probably going to get a pretty large portion of those with something. They had double the risk of Guillain-Barre, 3.7 times higher risk of brain swelling. So that's something. COVID vaccines have been linked to small increases in heart, blood, and neurological disorders, according to the largest global study of its kind. An international coalition of vaccine experts looked for 13 medical conditions amongst 99 million vaccine recipients across eight countries in order to identify higher rates of those conditions 
after receiving the shot. They confirmed that the shots made by Pfizer, Moderna, and AstraZeneca are linked to significantly higher risk of five medical conditions, including a nerve-wasting condition that leaves people struggling to walk or think. <laughs> okay. But the study also warned of several other disorders that they said warranted further investigation, including the links between brain swelling condition and Moderna's shot. Still, the team says the absolute risk of developing any one of these conditions remains small. For instance, 13 billion doses of vaccines have been administered, and there have only been 2,000 cases of all conditions. But those conditions, I remind you, can be neurological or nerve damage that can leave you unable to walk, and the vaccine doesn't actually stop you from getting the virus. It actually makes you more likely to get the virus. So if you're doing your cost-benefit analysis, remember that the cost is, well, for one thing, your soul and your free will, uh, but on top of that, uh, a risk, however small, of massive neurological heart, vascular brain damage. Uh, The cost is also overall pain and discomfort, After having received the shot, also myocarditis and a number of other life-threatening conditions, the benefit is uh, nothing, is absolutely nothing. So when you're doing your cost-benefit analysis, remember that everything about the shot is on that cost side. The benefits are nothing. Moving on. Oh, I'm sorry. No, the benefits are uh, massive amounts of money to the pharmaceutical institutions. So that's, sorry, that would be a benefit to somebody somewhere. Meanwhile, Alabama Supreme Court rules frozen embryos are children. Alabama Supreme Court has ruled that frozen embryos are children under state law and subject to legislation dealing with the wrongful death of a minor, stating that it, quote, applies to all unborn children regardless of their location. The court issued this major decision in a lawsuit brought forth by a group of in vitro fertilization patients whose frozen embryos were destroyed in December 2020 when a patient removed the embryos from a cryogenic storage unit and dropped them on the ground. Good Lord. The plaintiffs subsequently filed two lawsuits against the facility, the Center for Reproductive Medicine, alleging that the clinic had violated Alabama's wrongful death of a minor act, which applies to unborn children. The the plaintiffs also alternatively alleged negligence on the part of the clinic and sought compensatory, uh, compensatory damages, though the claims of negligence were specified only to be pleaded if Alabama courts or the U.S. Supreme Court decided frozen embryos were not children. Uh, yeah, I'm sort of I'm sort of torn on this. I'm actually a fan of IVF since it allows a lot of people who would otherwise be incapable of having children to have children. I think anything that increases the amount of life in the world is good. So I like IVF. I have family members who wouldn't be here without IVF. And I don't think that frozen embryos should be treated the same as a baby that's alive and breathing air or gestating in a mother, I don't think it's the same. And I think it's a tragic but necessary aspect of this very amazing technology that allows women to have children when they otherwise wouldn't be able to. So I don't know how I feel about that, but there it is. People saying this makes IVF illegal or something it doesn't it's gonna make ibf a lot more expensive and preserving embryos more onerous 
But it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense, does it, if you're treating embryos as children, but they can be frozen and exist for 100 years in a state of stasis. That, that's not true about children. I don't know. I just don't think you should. I don't think that's the right decision, but there it is. U.S., uh, meanwhile, from CNN, U.S. proposes temporary ceasefire in Gaza in draft U.N. resolution. The United States has proposed a United Nations Security Council draft resolution on Gaza calling for a temporary ceasefire in Israel's war against Hamas and warning against an Israeli ground incursion into Rafah, where hundreds of thousands of displaced Palestinians have fled over the course of the conflict. This is a bit of a bit of a course correction for the United States. We've gone from unilaterally vetoing every attempt to impose a ceasefire on Gaza from the UN time and time again over the last several months the UN has put forward ceasefire resolutions and America has been the bulwark against those going through uh, but now we're calling for one I guess the US draft comes ra- comes after it had vowed to veto an Algerian draft proposal calling for an immediate ceasefire the council will vote on the Algerian draft Tuesday morning According to the text of the U.S. proposed draft, which CNN has seen, the U.S. is calling for a temporary ceasefire in Gaza as soon as practicable, which falls short of the wishes of most other Security Council members who want an immediate ceasefire. The U.S., which has traditionally protected its ally Israel, (laughs) its ally, its sovereign lord and master Israel from U.N. actions, has repeatedly resisted calls for a ceasefire, emphasizing what it claims is Israel's right to defend itself following Hamas's terror attack on October 7th. It also voted against at least two Security Council resolutions on the war. The U.S., they said, it will re- redouble its efforts to negotiate on the ground. What does that look like? Well, it looks like America begging Israel to stop murdering everyone and Israel saying no, and then we give them $14 billion. That's what negotiations look like between the United States and Israel. Israel now bombing uh, civilian areas of Lebanon, to a, a large degree as they start rolling out the Gaza treatment on their next neighbor, you know, kind of like what we were told would happen with Russia and Ukraine. It's all very horrible. It's all horrible. And we'll get into that a little bit more. There was a clip yesterday on Twitter of, of uh, Destiny debating some guy. And the guy's like, you know, bombing hospitals. Destiny's like, uh, have they actually bombed any hospitals? Guy's just like, yeah, dude. Yeah, Al-Shifa. Destiny's like, I, I, better, I better make a note of that. And it's like, so then I was thinking, I was thinking, are there even any hospitals left? Like, I'm pretty sure the last I heard was there one remaining hospital was being invaded by Israeli commandos and they were stripping the doctors and forcing them to stand outside in their underwear. Pretty sure all of the hospitals in Gaza have been destroyed. So you just go and you just search Gaza Hospital. Click. You go to Google and it's just like this. It's just like this unrelenting stream, this this horror porn vomit of massacre after massacre after massacre. It's, it is crazy. It's crazy. It's like... Israelis dress up as doctors to sneak into a hospital and murder somebody in a coma. Israel bombs all but the last two remaining hospitals, which don't have any supplies and people are dying on the floor. Israel invades hospital in Rafah, shuts off oxygen to five patients who die. Israel is just like, oh my God, it just goes on and on and on and on and on. So uh, I think there should be a ceasefire. I think that's the least we could do. 
like Tucker Carlson, Tucker Carlson, we, the clip you, I had it yesterday, but I didn't play it. But Tucker Carlson just gave a speech where he's like, I think Benjamin Netanyahu is the most dangerous person on earth right now. I think we'd be well justified in invading Israel to disable their nuclear weapons, which I have to agree with. I'm on Tucker. I'm on Tucker's side with this one. Okay. Meanwhile, moving on, uh, Infowars.com has this story by Ben Warren. EU now codifying migration quotas to flood Europe with illegals. A new set of regulations and policies on the European Union's sustainable migration and asylum process called New Pact on Migration and Asylum has just been approved by the European Parliament Committee on Civil Liberties, Justice and Home Affairs, opening up the continent to up to 75 million new migrants. Yes, folks, quotas. Quotas to replace your own population with foreigners. Uh, can you say suicidal? Can you say tyranny? Can you say a landmass dominated by people who oppose the natives there? I mean, just brutal. And we'll, we can get into that a little bit more later. And our final story here, again from InfoWars, relates to the skit that we'll show a little bit later, the pitch meeting about climate change. As this says, CNN calls for limits on how often Americans can travel abroad. Carbon passports may be the answer. Maybe, maybe, maybe they will build the wall. It'll just be to keep us in. Maybe that's the solution. Ordinary folks like you and I are still doing too many things and going to too many places for the globalist liking. So CNN's Ross Bennett Cook, a lecturer at the School of Architecture and Cities at the University of Westminster in London, has a solution. Carbon passports that limit each person to no more than X amount of travel in a given year. And that'll be determined by your worth or value in the new global system. So if you're somebody like John Kerry or Bill Gates, who's an important fixture in the climate change agenda, who's traveling around the world, imposing restrictions on everybody else. You're too important to be restricted. You'll be allowed to fly wherever and whenever you want on your private jet. But if you're just some schmuck, you can't take advantage of the miracle of flight. You don't have access to the world you can't get anywhere you want to go in 24 hours because of the miracle of modern technology. That's precluded from you because you're not important enough to go anywhere. And no more cruises either, by the way. You're not going to be able to go on cruise on cruises, but they are still systematically offshoring all of our manufacturing and even food production to China. So they will still be plying across the ocean in gigantic cruise ships, every one of which output the same amount of carbon and pollution as a billion cars in order to, you know, take as the, the classic example is a tangerine from Argentina, ship it to Taiwan, package it there, and then ship it all the way to Dallas to be sold on a supermarket. That trans-Pacific journey will still go unimpeded. But if you want to take a boat to the Caribbean because you're retired and want to enjoy life. No, no, that's not happening ever. Taylor Swift and other celebrities will still be allowed to travel on their multiple private jets everywhere they go, but middle-class families will have to stay home for the rest of the year once they reach their carbon limit. Because, you know, otherwise the oceans will boil. Right now, the average American supposedly produces 16, a 16-ton 16 carbon footprint every year, which Bennett Cook says is one of the highest rates in the world. For the United Kingdom, the average is 11.7 tons of carbon per year, while the world at large averages 4 tons of carbon per year. 
Remember, South Africa is the only country actually achieving its climate goals, and it achieves those by having a failing infrastructure where the power is uh, the power generation plants are collapsing and, and inoperable inoperable so obviously you might see some sort of clash between the idea that people in the first world places like america and europe produce excess carbon and therefore need to have their population lowered and also the desire to bring 75 million more people from the third world where they don't produce a lot of carbon into the first world to make them more carbon uh, producers to make them produce more carbon you might see some sort of contradiction in that uh, it's because it's all predicated on lies hardly concealing a depopulation program specifically and almost exclusively aimed at white people because it's about power and eliminating the possibility that there are groups of people with enough similarities and solidarity and a history and heritage of freedom and independence and human rights to actually stand up against the globalist combine that's trying to put everybody in the world into a form of slavery similar to what they have in China. So uh, hope that clears up that little, that little confusion. Oh, man, the, the people in the first world produce so much carbon. We need 75 million more of them. And people in the, in the first world need to stop having babies. So what we need to do is bring 75 million people from the countries who have exploding populations. I shouldn't need to explain any of this. All of this should be obvious to anybody with a couple brain cells uh, to rub together. But hey, what do I know? In fact, while we're on the topic of, of climate change, which will be a main topic of today's show, let's go to clip number four here. And this is where all of these various nefarious schemes to enslave humanity all intertwine, all various webs of the globalist depopulation program come into one tangled knot of control and submission where you've got the World Health Organization at the World Government Summit saying the world needs to treat climate change like a health crisis. Let's go to the director of the WHO, Tedros, at the World Government Summit this year. Let me be clear. WHO did not impose anything on anyone during the COVID-19 pandemic. <laughs> not lockdowns, not mask mandates, <laughs> not vaccine mandates. We don't have the power to do that. We don't want it, and we're not trying to get it. Our job is to support governments with evidence-based guidance. That's right, folks. Advice. Well, let's pause real quick. When this video needs to be, there's that classic uh, joke, right? When you, when you look up ugly in the dictionary, you see your face. When you look up gaslighting in the dictionary, this video needs to play. This video needs to play. Is, does he think he's fooling people? Does he think that we don't remember three years ago? Is he trying to pull something off here? I'm, I'm legitimately confused. The director of the WHO just said in a perfect, with a perfectly straight face, they never imposed lockdowns. 
They never imposed vaccines. No, 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 of course not. Of course not. I think this is the, I think this is a consequence of the, the, the transitory nature of our current situation where we're moving from national governments to global governments. And right now the global government that is being built is still is, is operating right now in an unofficial capacity. So the WHO puts out guidance and then you've got corporations and governments and people all over the world in positions of power who use that guidance to impose restrictions on their own citizens. So he's right that the WHO itself doesn't actually have technical authority to do the things that they're demanding everybody do. That's why they delegate it to the national or local governments to carry out their orders. Very convenient sort of air gap between giving the orders and the orders being carried out, acting as if this is all voluntary. So let's go, let's go back to Tedros. Let's, let's start it over, shall we? I wasn't prepared for that. This clip is new to me. WHO Director General Tedros gaslighting the world about lockdowns and vaccines and all the other restrictions that came directly from the WHO, who, whether they had the authority or not, were treated by our national authorities like their dictates were law and to be enforced with the color of law, regardless of whether or not it violated our basic human rights. Let's go back to Tedros now that we're prepared for the gaslighting that we're about to encounter. Let me be clear. WHO did not impose anything on anyone during the COVID-19 pandemic. Didn't impose anything on anyone. Not mask mandates, not vaccine mandates. We don't have the power to do that. We don't want it, and we're not trying to get it. Our job is to support governments with evidence-based guidance, advice, and when needed, supplies to help them protect their people. But the decisions are theirs, and so is the pandemic agreement. It has been written by countries, for countries, and will be implemented in countries in accordance with their own national laws. In fact, WHO will not even by a party, will not even be a party to the agreement. The parties are governments and governments alone. Far from ceding sovereignty, the agreement actually affirms national sovereignty and national responsibility in its foundational and foundational principles. Wow. Indeed, the agreement is itself an exercise of sovereignty. Wow, no way. It's about the commitments countries are making to keep themselves and each other safer from pandemics. And it recognizes that they can only do that by working with each other. Yeah, I was, I was not prepared for that level of gaslighting ever. So just to review, the WHO never made anybody do anything. 
they never enforced masks or lockdowns. They never even, I, I mean, maybe they might have mentioned it once or twice as like maybe a good thing to do, but it was actually your fault for doing it. In the pandemic treaty, which would create a global government structure under the WHO, where their guidance was in fact considered international law and that sanctions would apply to governments that refuse to go along with their dictates, uh, that's actually an act of nas- national sovereignty. It, it's actually there to reinforce national sovereignty. Uh, the real headline can be found at, uh, at InfoWars. The latest draft of the WHO pandemic treaty will establish a planetary dictatorship controlling every facet of our lives. Uh, that's what actually is happening at the WHO. And maybe you don't remember but they were behind the lockdowns. They were behind the masks. They were behind the vaccines. We'll have to continue on this conversation on the other side, folks. Stay with us. If people somehow put aside the obvious danger to their ability to earn and maybe to their lives of saying what needs to be said, then we greatly outnumber those we are pitted against, they are ferociously powerful. But I would also point out this interesting error. So I call the force that we're up against Goliath, just so I I remember what the battle is. Goliath made a terrible mistake, and it made it most egregiously during COVID, which is it took all of the competent people, took all of the courageous and it shoved them out of the institutions where they were hanging on. And it created, in so doing, the dream team. Created every player you could possibly want on your team to fight some historic battle against a terrible evil. All of those people are now at least somewhat awake. They've now been picked on by the same enemy. And yeah, all right, we're outgunned. It has a tremendous amount of power, but but we've got all of the people who know how to think. So I hate to say it, or maybe I like to say it, but I don't think it's a slam dunk, but I like our odds. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. America has been captured. We have an occupied government. Any loyal American who does not want to be a complete slave of a biomedical extermination operation needs to get informed quick, get right with God, and then start telling everybody you know about it and not complying with the system. The system is here to destroy us. Complying with it will get you killed. Period. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%. It's 99% that never buy anything. 
thing. It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% cuminoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy you know and, it, and it, that's pretty much it it doesn't feel like a stimulant you just feel like you're supposed to and what it does is it's the it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody but particularly some people northern europeans have have a low breakdown of so you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with that's why next level foundational energy is so important thank you for the call victor and thanks for the plug You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Welcome back, folks. I'm telling you, I was not prepared for the level of gaslighting that we have just run into. And what this reeks of is, is desperation, as it really seems like the awakening to what these international cabals like the WHO, the UHN, the, the UN, uh, the WEF, you know, what these people are up to, it's finally broken through to the mainstream. And when they try to implement things like the pandemic treaty, instead of it just quietly being passed with the mainstream media cheerleaders there to solemnly report on this important advancement in human organization, you have a chorus of people speaking out against it and saying not only is what you're proposing just horrifically damaging to basic human rights, but we've already seen how you handled things under COVID and you got everything wrong. So not only would we not agree to this on principle, because we actually are sovereign and we don't need to give that up for any reason, but if we were to give it up, it wouldn't be to you, you absolute incompetent psychopaths. Nothing that the WHO suggested worked. They did nothing to mitigate the spread of the virus. They didn't even respond to the virus until it was spread all over the world. We on InfoWars were talking about COVID and coronavirus saying we should shut the border for months before the WHO decided to chime in with billions of dollars and networks around the world and detection agencies constantly surveying the earth for the rise of new unexplained viruses. They missed it somehow. So incompetence, willful negligence, whatever it is, you people aren't worthy of running a Dunkin' Donuts. Why would you run the world? Why would we let you run the world? And that is what's at stake here. It is 
a blueprint. The pandemic treaty is a blueprint for global government on the basis of your health. But in reality, that's just the convenient door for them to enter into. That is the convenient cloak for them to wear while they impose a dictatorship that will control every single aspect of your life, just like they want to do with climate change and carbon passports. Just find every aspect of human life and find some way to worm your way into a controlling position there. And we've called them out and people understand this now. They saw what happened with COVID and they see what the, the, the power grabs that these groups are making now. And a lot of people are standing up against it. So now they have to go out and try to desperately and embarrassingly gaslight the world into thinking that we didn't see what happened over the last four years, that they never imposed anything. They never suggested lockdowns. They never said you should put masks on. They stopped the virus. They saved us from the virus. It's probably how history will be written, unfortunately. And we'll go to another video here of somebody actually explaining what the pandemic treaty is actually all about in contradiction to the head of the World Health Organization actually telling the truth about the sovereign sovereignty-destroying global government bill that is the WHO pandemic treaty. But I think another part of this, I was thinking about this weekend. I haven't really totally organized my thoughts on this, but hear me out. Maybe this will make sense if I just start talking and see where it goes. There's this idea in conspiracy theory, and I'm sure you've heard it if you've watched InfoWars or been in this sphere for a long time. It's sort of a form of predictive programming, but the idea is that these groups, these satanic occult groups, have to tell you what they're going to do before they do it in some form of ritualistic cleansing of their guilt, that by telling you what they're going to do, they therefore can do it with impunity and this is always presented as sort of an occultish, almost ceremonial fulfillment of a requirement that in order to carry out the ceremonies that they are engaged in, this is an aspect of it. This is an aspect of the ritualistic process where you have to let people know by signs or, or symbols or predictive programming stuff in TV. I think it's more mundane than that. I think it's more basic and and tangible than that. I think what it has to do with is, as we know, abuse or control of an individual or a small group like a cult or a nation, it all falls on the same moral plane or the same, you, you can use the same uh, techniques to a person as you can to a nation. And it has to do with getting the person to go along with their own abuse, to be a participant in their own abuse. And you can even see this when pedophiles abuse children and they tell the children, you know, you're also at fault for this. It's actually your fault. You, you made me do this to you. So don't tell anybody because I can't believe you made me do that to you. And by getting the person that you're abusing, that you're controlling to think that they're actually responsible for it, to think that it's their fault, then they become an accomplice as well as a victim to you. And it makes your control that much more solid. This also works legally, where if you get somebody to sign a contract, even if you do it coercively, even if you do it abusively, even if the contract is unfair and 
not something that they wanted to sign. If they sign the contract, then they have no legal recourse to what you're doing. So the, the method of control for humanity is to get the person that you're trying to control to agree to and co-sign their own abuse. And that's what it's, it's not so much about a ritualistic occult sort of thing. It's about morally and legally being immune from blowback by getting your victim to go along with your exploitation and abuse. So it's not so much about sending symbols or signs as a, some sort of fulfillment of a ritualistic process. It's more of, if I tell you I'm going to do this and you don't stop me, it's your fault. You can't blame me. I told you I was going to do this. You can't blame me for abusing you. You signed the contract. And I'll, I'll play that video on the other side, but just try again to, to illustrate what I'm talking about here. I was watching this weekend. It was, it was a beautiful day. I was doing yard work outside. And of course, I'm listening to just like satanic occult infiltration to the music industry podcast. And it was talking about, uh, okay, here's, there's one example. InSync, when InSync was first getting started, you had this guy, I think his name was Leo Perlman, who had already produced the Backstreet Boys. Lou, Lou Perlman? Lou Perlman. He'd already produced the Backstreet Boys. He was producing InSync. They were all from like Florida. He brought them all to New York with their parents because they were still young at the time. And he offers them a contract. And one of the mothers of the InSync guys goes, well, I want to get my lawyer to look through this. Lou Perlman goes, no, you can't. You can't, we, this is now or never. You're missing your opportunity. We got to do this right now, now or never. You got to do this. And essentially they had to do it, right? He was the one with the access to the record labels. He was the one that could essentially make them A-list stars. So what was being presented to this mother was, look, you either sign this contract, no matter how bad it is right now, without looking into it, or I find a different kid to replace your son because you're nobody. I'm the one with access. I'm the one with, with power here. So sign the contract now or I take it away. And so the contract was abusive and it's since been settled in court and they sued the guy. And the, I mean, the dude was a criminal. And so you have this abusive, exploitative, exploited, uh, you know, exploitative uh, contract that they want the person to sign and they sign it. And so then they get exploited. But then legally, what recourse do you have? You sign the contract. Sure, you were coerced into it. Sure, you know, it was, it was unfair. And he, what he was offering you, you know, the power that he had was such that you either had to sign it or, or you know, go away. But by getting them to sign it, by getting them to agree to it, then the exploitation morally to him and legally to the justice system the exploitation could continue uh, without being stopped. So that's what telling your victim what you're going to do to them does. That's what getting them to go along with the abuse does. It allows the abuse to go on forever and morally and legally clears you of consequences. In 60 seconds, I don't have time to tell you about all the incredible ingredients in TurboForce. But if you simply go to InfoWarsStore.com and look at the list of ingredients and look them up, every one of them is known to give you boosted, clean, focused energy without the letdown. We're talking up to 10 hours of clean energy 
per serving with TurboForce, exclusively available at InfoWarsStore.com. And it's discounted right now. And it doesn't just boost your body's clarity and focus and stamina. It also funds the InfoWar. So it's a 360 win. If you've never tried TurboForce, now is the time. It's got five-star reviews. TurboForce at InfoWarsStore.com will take your energy and your clarity to the next level without the letdown. And it funds the InfoWar, a true 360 win. So go get TurboForce today at InfoWarsStore.com. And I know you will not be disappointed because thousands of others have gotten it and it has five-star reviews. Get Turbo Force now. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, nature's enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand in hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. It's about what your body can absorb. Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. I want to explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies. An ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time, good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Revelation of the Method.
Revelation of the Method is what it's called. Thank you to uh, TJ Hoff, who just sent that to me on Twitter. The Revelation of the Method, the power of predictive programming. It's all very, it's very interesting. So I think in a way that's what's going on with the World Health Organization, the World Economic Forum. If they can get you to sign the treaty, if they can fulfill certain legal obligations, then you have no recourse, even when the things that you're signing are abusive and exploitative. So we just heard Tedros, head of the World Health Organization, just blatantly try to gaslight the world in a, in a rather insulting way. It's insulting to our intelligence that they think we don't remember what they did over the last four years or haven't read the pandemic treaty that lays out their nefarious plan for world domination in plain black and white. And I remind you again, if you want to actually look into this, just go to Infowars.com. World Council for Health slams WHO's pandemic treaty, quote, threat to sovereignty and inalienable rights. Again, if this was 10 years ago, they would have gotten away with this without any pushback. Because there's places like InfoWars, because there's people who recognize now the threat that we're under. And in fact, we'll go to a clip a little bit later of uh, Brett Weinstein talking about r realizing how dangerous all this stuff is when he was talking to uh, Joe Rogan. But thanks to people like us existing and by pointing out the threat to sovereignty that this pandemic treaty represents, the threat to personal individual sovereignty as well as national sovereignty, that's why when Tedros gives the speech, he is sure to try to counteract those claims. In fact, he's so desperate to counteract the claims. And again, this is what they always do. This is another example you can add to the pile. He can't just say, we will respect your sovereignty. He can't just say, this does not threaten your sovereignty. He says, this actually reinforces your sovereignty. Actually, the pandemic treaty is the thing that makes you sovereign. It's all about national sovereignty, actually. Just like... The election wasn't just pretty good and we got the right result. It was the most secure election ever. It's like these people, when they lie, they can't just have nuance. They can't give some ground to their opponents and say, well, you, okay, yeah, it does a little bit to damage sovereignty, but it's necessary because otherwise everyone will die. So, you know, what's more important, survival or sovereignty? They don't make those arguments. They say, actually, the pandemic treaty is the thing that makes you sovereign. Is It's all about national sovereignty. We care so much about national, uh, national sovereignty, we wrote the pandemic treaty to reinforce and uphold it. They can't just lie. They have to invert things. They have to turn things inside out into a mirror image of what it really is, a disturbed aberration, completely contrary to reality. It's Insulting, it really is. So let's go to this, uh, the, the video of this woman. I think I lost the page where it was, but I'll tell you who she is in just a second. And uh, I believe she is in the WHO, but here she is talking about the pandemic treaty and what it really represents. Let's watch. We're undergoing a soft coup. And the idea is to create a whole new set of laws and ignore the existing human rights laws and other laws under the pretext of pandemic preparedness and the biosecurity agenda. 
The WHO is developing through all its nations, but with the WHO directorate and the United States in charge, a pandemic treaty and amendments to the existing international health regulations that will remove the human rights protections currently um, embedded in the IHRs, will enforce surveillance, censorship, get rid of freedom of speech, require governments to censor and only push a single narrative. Also, we will be sub subject, if, if they can make this work, to vaccines developed in 100 days, which the organization CEPI is planning to do. And one of the people who founded CEPI was Jeremy Farrar, who is now the chief scientist at the WHO to bring this forward. Um, other things that, uh, that amendments do is to bind the state so they're no longer recommendations but enforceable edicts, uh, provide a liability shield, get rid of intellectual property rights, move supplies from one country to another, um, enforce digital passports, and the director general of WHO can demand that a pandemic or a potential pandemic exists, he can just declare it with no standards, and then countries around the world will have to obey. Uh, also, the WHO will tell you what drugs you can and can't use in your nation once a pandemic is declared. Obviously, the budget will increase. Um, one Health is another part of this. One Health is a concept that was created to enable the WHO, with these documents, to take over jurisdiction of everything in the world by saying that climate change, animals, plants, water systems, ecosystems are all central to health. Also embedded in this concept is a peculiar notion that humans are no longer of greater value. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. That's what is actually happening. That was Dr. Merrill Nass, a member of European Parliament, again saying the treaty will remove human rights protections, allow censorship and digital passports, or require all governments to comply with WHO guidance and declare a pandemic whenever they decide they want one. And again, the way this will be enforced is that there's embedded punishments for nations not going along. So if the WHO says it's pandemic, you need to use this medicine, and a nation says, actually, our scientists don't agree, uh, then they'll be placed under economic sanction by the World Economic uh, – or I'm sorry, the World Health Organization because it has nothing to do with health. It has to do with control, destroying national and individual sovereignty. Again, we don't need to go too much into this because we have – for years. And if you go to InfoWars.com and just search Pandemic Treaty, World Health Organization, you find a plethora of videos and documents and articles about this exact thing. One from March of 22, World Council for Health slams WHO's Pandemic Treaty, calling it a threat to sovereignty and inalienable rights. Pandemic Treaty, quote, increases the WHO's suffocating power to declare unjustified pandemics, impose dehumanizing lockdowns, and enforce expensive, unsafe, and ineffective treatments against the will of the people, claims this health coalition. And you can actually see an extensive interview that Alex did with a German lawyer saying this is not about health. It's about global domination. 
as people are increasingly becoming aware, which is troubling. You know, it would be nice to have organizations that focused on health and helped to keep us safe from the possibility of emergent pandemics. Uh, but what happens is when you create a body like that, the evil, sick people in the world see that as another vector of infiltration, another vector of control that they can take over and use to their own ends, just like the judicial system, just like the education system, just like every system where these despicable worms get their claws into. Do worms have claws? The metaphor doesn't work, but it is true. Once you create a power system like this, it will be infiltrated and turned towards the ends of the psychopathic depopulationist global warming climate change agenda driven nonsense that's all about enslaving humanity and destroying any remnant we have of our historical freedoms and inalienable rights so we can't have nice things when everything we try to do that's positive gets infiltrated and taken advantage of for clandestine and destructive means the asylum system the medical industry the media these Things would be nice to have and actually serve their purpose, but instead, people who are appointed to these positions see it as an opportunity to exploit their power and uh, destroy people rather than fulfill the obligations for which the body was created. We'll move on now, and in the next hour, we are going to premiere the climate change pitch meeting, and actually, I realized that there's a little mess up on my export of the pitch meeting, so the one I'll upload to Twitter will be a different, slightly different, a little bit of a different skit than the one that you're going to see on this show. So if you're tuned into American Journal, you're about to see an exclusive one-time broadcast of this particular skit meeting, and then I'll immediately upload the corrected version, and you'll, you'll see what I mean when we watch it. But stay tuned for that. We'll do that in the next hour. We'll move on from one control method to the next from controlling your health to controlling the climate regardless of how they couch it the point is they want total control and sovereignty over every aspect of human existence from the food you eat to what goes into your blood and this message we've been saying forever support us in this mission at infowarsstore.com we'll be right back ladies and gentlemen sold out for five months the number one strongest turmeric in the world, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric. It's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. The all-time fan classic Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. 
We have Nitric Boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes out with spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovich was talking about this for 40% off as well. And this is selling out, but despite that, it's still 30% off. It's next level foundational energy, the methyl folate, the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source. Popeye takes spinach. That's why it's so strong. What's in that? Folic acid. This is the breakdown concentrate of folic acid after the cells break it down. So this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in, in, in a race car, okay? So you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous. I can't even take this, okay? Okay, I turn into a psychotic goblin, okay? okay but I'm just telling you right now, you want next level foundational energy, get it, InfoWarsStore.com.